0: Access All Areas on Foo Bar Radio.
1: Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am
0: Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes?
1: I am good. I am, as you can see, in the countryside. This is not my normal uh, background. I am, I am away this week, which is nice.
0: Looks like a lovely um, gaff.
1: Yes, gorge gaff, um, <laughs> just outside of, uh, of Eastbourne um and yeah just spending lots of time uh well cutting my hand on bramble bushes and you know going for walks and drinking and eating really
0: so yeah we picking
1: alas no i just injured myself climbing over a fence um so you (laughs) know being being the butch thing that i am obviously
0: screamed Um, uh, how are you i'm really good thank you babes really good so you're just away for a, a few days are you
1: yeah yeah so
0: Ooh, um, mosquito.
1: Um, yeah, it's my friend's 40th birthday. So um, we've come away to here, yeah, just for a few days. Um, and this will be my last holiday of the year. Wow, poor me. I mean, I haven't been away enough this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a real um, disaster.
0: You deserve it, if you deserve I'm, it.
1: Don't I just, don't I just. <laughs> What's been going on with you anyway? Anything exciting?
0: Nothing much to report much. Do you know what? I've just been keeping me head down. Yeah. Working loads, still gymming. Um, I went to see my nanny Norris, which is, oh. which is always lovely. How's she doing? Really good, thank you. Really good. And um it, just really, really just nice to kind of, you know, be able to... Well, I think that I've said before, that was the whole reason really for, for me that, that being vaccinated was so important. Yeah. Uh, more for other people than it was for myself. And I just think it, it's it's another step forward that people are able to to go and see their nearest and dearest, and uh, no, so, so that's just lovely. And uh, yeah, keep keeping myself busy, babes. I, I'm I'm in that gym.
1: I'm um, well. So actually, after the week after I get back from this, and I do some rowing this weekend, I'm finally, finally going to rejoin a gym next week, um, which will be the first time I've entered a gym since March 2020, I think. <laughs> um so yeah, just... such
0: intense fitness in itself though so don't do don't feel too bad because well I think yeah that's the thing quite is... that's quite full-on rowing isn't it you're probably... it's all
1: right i mean it's, it depends on what you're doing on each different given session but um yeah it's uh it's i want to i want to get back to doing classes and stuff which i really enjoyed and also this gym i'm joining has got a pool so oh, nice. i'd quite like to get in the pool and do a couple of lengths and yeah um and kind of prepare because I always go quite health lever in January. I kind of want to do a little bit of pre-preparing my, my gym self and trying to get back into the fitness bit before Christmas this year rather than just being like completely going eating and drinking everything in sight up until Christmas. And then, and then yeah, going mad on the exercise and diet in January. Maybe I can start a bit earlier this year.
0: It definitely feels like Christmas <clears> is upon <throat> us now. I've seen, I think, pretty much every brand and every shop's Christmas advert in the last week.
1: Yeah, I, and the John Still Lewis one for I Coca-Cola. do like. Cola.
0: What do you think that you like it?
1: I like it—the little yeah. alien and the yeah. um and the UFO and the crash and the teaching her all about Christmas and the little boy and the kiss. I think it's all very sweet.
0: So, can this um, island Iceland spoof of it? No, <laughs> they, they they must have paid. I'm guessing John Lewis because they use their footage or they've obviously asked for permission, um, but it's it's their advert, but. Instead of it being the alien, it's a Space Raider crisp, like digitally imposed. Um, and then at the very end, it's like Iceland. Um, we're very sorry. In like brackets, we're very sorry to John Lewis. They're <laughs> kind of like a tongue in cheek taking the mick out of their advert. But I oh, think I John like Lewis that. is kind of the one advert that I'm always intrigued. Some years it gets me more ear than others. You know, when it tugs a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. on the yeah. old girl strings. I mean, some years, I'm not, I'm not um, embarrassed to say, I've almost had tears in my eyes with some of the adverts over the years. You're not the only one. Did you get a little bit emotional? Is it an age thing?
1: I think it is. And also, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I mean, to cry over an advert, I mean, it just, I mean, it is a bit embarrassing, isn't it? But like, that's the whole idea of it, you know. It's like pulling on your heartstrings at Christmas, isn't it? So that you spend more money in John Lewis to bloody
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> prove, very prove true. To your
1: loved ones how much you love them.
0: <laughs> the only one I've not seen yet, and this is always my, my first sign of Christmas and the one that makes me know Christmas is here, is the Coca-Cola truck.
1: That's true. I haven't seen that either. Let's get know. petitioning.
0: Yeah, where's the Coca-Cola truck? Maybe <laughs> it's... Um, Maybe he's held up with all the other lorry drivers, and it couldn't it couldn't cross along. Oh God, maybe
1: he didn't get his HTV license back in time or whatever.
0: They should so do a joke. I guess it's not a funny thing. So you kind of you've got to go with you've got to roll with the punches. Coca Cola.
1: I tell you, um, and if you can't laugh, you cry. So exactly you know.
0: that. But fe- festive times, festive, festive times. times yeah,
1: definitely. I'm definitely starting to feel the vibes. I'm sure the uh, the Oxford Street lights will be up soon, and. Um, And I know Winter Wonderland's uh, going on this year, so I'm sure people will be down there.
0: Yeah, that's mad. I kind of forgot all about winter. I go every year. And obviously after the last year or two, hadn't been, um, and kind of forgot all about it until someone mentioned it and they said it was coming. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Christmas. And I was like, well, yeah, it's Winter Wonderland. I was like, yeah, but I kind of just forgot about Winter Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. But I was in Selfridges, last week and I see that they've put the lights out on Oxford Street but they've not been turned on yet
1: not lit yet well I guess we'll have to wait and see what they're what they're what they're doing with themselves this year mm. um but yeah it'll be nice I'll, I do like it I'm not I I always think I'm gonna like it though more than I do when I'm on Oxford Street trying a Christmas shop on a Saturday in, yeah <laughs> at the beginning of December you always realize <laughs> maybe it's not as good as I thought it was
0: the idea of it's always better than the reality isn't it <laughs>
1: like so many things in life
0: completely um, and I think the last thing is I've kind of tried to especially the last year because nothing was open but I always do online stuff but I kind of feel like this year because we wasn't able to last year I kind of do want to get out and a, lap out a little bit um, and see what's out there but again that's just in my head I've got this lovely vision of Christmas walking down Oxford Street lovely bit of snow a chunky knit jumper and a scarf <laughs> not gonna be like that uh, not like that it's all,
1: stressed, <laughs> the tubes have cancelled, there's too yeah. many people. Sleet and masks. rain
0: blowing me down the road.
1: <laughs> you can't find what you need, your credit yeah. card's not working.
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of big empty shops on Oxford Street now, like obviously mm. now H&M's Gone and Debenhams um, and Top and Topshop Top and, Top yeah. um, and they're big old units. Mm. But um, yeah, I will, I'll go and have a little mooch and a little browse. What, treat yourself, babe. Treat, treat myself, at, yeah, a few Christmas presents.
1: Well, we've got a slightly unusual show this week um, in that uh, we've only got two guests and one of them we've, you've already spoken to. Um, so you did a little pre-record uh, with Mister Tan Frank, didn't you, from, um, from Queer Eye?
0: I did. Uh, such a lovely man. And uh, yeah, I think we spoke for about 25 minutes. Honestly, re- really lovely chat. So uh, really excited for you to have a little listen to that. And Go we've got watch. the lovely Sinita as well.
1: See, now this is exciting. Um, yeah, singing '80s legend. I think you could probably you should probably say when it comes to Sunita. um, so macho and all the stuff that she's done and the palm leaves on X Factor and um, hanging out with Simon Cowell and that. Yeah, she's she's a bit of a legend. Um, so we've got her to speak to, uh, before we play out tan.
0: Well, I'm excited uh, to see what yeah, she's wearing. Sure. I mean, I know it's only a zoom, so I don't know if we're going to get the full palm tree effect tonight. True. But what will she be wearing? Oh no! You never know with tonight. She always pulls it out the bag.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's not one for just like a, a roll neck jumper, is she? Or, uh, but but you know what? Nah. Maybe tonight's tonight. night. We'll, we'll maybe have tonight's to see She when... could
0: just be chilling. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see when she gets on the call. Um, but it's been a busy old week for showbiz news as well, hasn't it? What's caught your eye this week?
0: Well, I think like a lot of people, the the rumored lineup of I'm a Celebrity this year has been yeah. Um, there's been a few celebrities pepped arriving at Wales. I think starting their kind of lockdown before they form their bubble. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think of some of the names we've seen? I mean, we've got quite a few soap stars in there. From, yeah, from the, very, from very the big shows.
1: There, it, yeah, so There's um, Adam Woodruff, who plays Ian Beale.
0: Um, yeah. Got Simon Gregson, who, Steve McDonald, who's obviously on-screen mum was in it last year. Beverly Callard. Oh yes, so she was.
1: I didn't think of that. Yeah, good I wonder point. if
0: she's kind of gave them a couple of tips for the car. because that was always the thing for last year, being the first celebs to ever do the castle and it not be Australia. I think they all kind of went into it quite well. It was the unknown, wasn't it? They didn't really know what to expect, and no one could probably tip them off. Whereas I think if anyone knows anyone that did it last year, and if there's going to be any any like all oh, well, I think you've, you're certainly going to know to wrap up more in Wales than you are in, in yeah, South true. Wales.
1: True, yeah, you're not you're not going to uh, you're not going to be enjoying the the southern hemisphere sun, are you? No, definitely uh, not. And no, Versace
0: Hotel, like, I, I,
1: I Yeah, I mean, well, there is that,
0: but I do think
1: there are celebrities that would be much more willing to do it in a castle in Wales than they would go to Australia. For instance, Richard Madeley, um, yes. as in Richard and Judy. I feel like he would be he'd be much more inclined to to do it if it's in this country and he doesn't have to travel all that way. Um, it is um, true
0: actually, because okay, you've got the jet lag side of it. Uh, forget even the pandemic and what's going on over there and what's going on over here and just the travel restrictions. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's probably a lot easier. And you know what? And if you get voted off, you're just getting your your Lee home and you probably <laughs> just come straight back from Wales. Straight back from it's from a lot quicker than Yeah, than the two flights landing into Dubai, then getting your interconnecting flight back or whatever. Um we've got yeah, Frankie Bridge, cool. obviously. Former Saturday star and Loose Swimming.
1: And and also it'll be interesting because she her husband Wayne has previously done it, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah.
0: This is true. He's done the jungle. So although it was a different country, you could still maybe be guiding her. I think there's it's probably one of them shows out of all of them. It's like compared to like dance on ice where someone's going of obviously say, Look, if you get the phone call, try and get as much practice as you can. Oh, I don't think there's much you can do if you're doing no. to prepare for it. I think I'm a is very much just uh, you've got to go in there and just take it take it as it comes because you never know what your challenge is going to be. And uh, even more so next, I think as well, back in the Australia days, love that we're talking like it was 10 years ago. It was literally two <laughs> years ago. Back in Australia. But, but you kind of knew what your challenges was going to be or yeah. you knew the eating ones or what you'd come up against. Because I do think we've, well, obviously, we don't really have chitty grubs over here, as far as I know. I'm no David. Or kangaroo balls. <laughs> yeah, not many kangaroos in Wales. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, how do you prepare for something like that? I think you've got to be very uh, just go into it as mentally strong as possible.
1: Well, I think it's interesting with like with like Richard, especially um, because they they're basically ITV are using it as a bit of a springboard to um, for him to then go on to. To take on part-time Piers Morgan's job on on Good Morning Britain, um, yeah. I mean, I think he's the first to admit uh, he uh, understands he's not Piers Morgan, but he does like he is. He does push the people he interviews and stuff, doesn't he? And I think it, this might be good to open him up to kind of a new audience because a lot of people our age know who Richard and Judy are, but if you if you're ten years younger, you might be a bit like, oh yeah, I've heard of them, but I don't really know who that. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm, um, very true. How do you think he'll he'll Fair doing Piers' role. I've worked with with him a couple of times and always been just such a lovely man when I've um covered this, the celeb uh, showbiz segment when Richard Arnold hasn't been there or whatever, uh, and Richard's been covering as well. It's always been such a such a lovely man. And I think he will bring something new to the table or to the desk.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't I think he doesn't want to be Piers Morgan, does he? I mean, it's like it is Different, different catfish, kind of um, but yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope he does kind of bring his own thing to it. I, I, I quite like him. I mean, he does have a touch of the um, uh, what's his name, Alan Partridge about him, but um, <laughs> and he likes to put his foot in it and say the things he shouldn't. But I think that's probably what GMB quite like about him. The yeah. producers, yeah.
0: And I'm just thinking, actually, I do not thought of it before. But in terms of him knowing someone, that's like, his son-in-law did. I'm a slib a few years ago.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, what's his name, uh, Jack?
0: Uh, no, that's the, the rugby son. player. Yeah, who's married
1: to Chloe. Um, yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Damn it. I've
1: forgotten his name. Um ah. but
0: him, yeah, but it's true. Yeah. Like, it Hensko, hen, Hens- 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 oh, See, I am I'm, oh, I'm not I'm not very good, good at the role. James Haskell.
1: Oh, you got it, babes. Well done. That,
0: that was it. I know. I, I just had to think back to the last match that I watched and that was it. <laughs> 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 Did I even call it a match when it rugby build it no. a game? I think it's a game. You're asking but, uh, the wrong <laughs> <part, isn't laughs> crowd. clue. Wrong crowd for us. Isn't <laughs> <there>? <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah, but a lot of the people have got some kind of connection or, or a family relative that's done it. So that's quite interesting. And yeah. uh, footballer David Ginola.
1: One for the one for the ladies. There, I feel um, definitely yeah. like a popular one for the for the for the a certain kind of lady viewer and for um, me as
0: well to be honest Stephen oh you were a, a David universe, Jones fan yeah especially back in the day I used to love like the, the 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 gray I love a bit of a silver fox do you mm. okay
1: fair enough um, and, and
0: footballers tend to and, and I think sports people do fare quite well in in the jungle and I think you have that well, it's not the jungle the castle should I say because it's that you've got to have that competitive kind of mind, not against each other as such, because you're a team. But I think in terms of getting through it,
1: yeah, 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 fair point. Um, um well, there is, there is, uh, there is one bit of Shabys news I think this week that we probably um, are a bit more on board with, and that might be Ariana Grande starring in in the Wicked Wicked film with um, Cynthia Erivo. Um, I think it sounds like a pretty, pretty good. Uh, uh, casting if you ask me what do you think
0: love a little bit of arrow mm-hmm. but gonna put it out there and I'm gonna make you fall off your chair now I've never seen Wicked Bobby what how is that even possible it's I mean, like I've the prequel it- isn't it to the Wizard of Oz I've seen Wizard of Oz
1: yes so it's the story of the witches like the, what, How? why the witches became the way they did
0: this is before Dorothy's bone is it yes yeah yeah, um, I've not seen it. I think I need to go and see the show. And the amount of times I passed that fix, it's by Victoria Station. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go Are see we- it before I we'll see Harry. But I think it is like so very well <laughs> cast. I mean, I don't know what she called Glinda, Glinda, Glinda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of character Glinda is, but I'm sure Harry's gonna rock it with her lovely ponytail. And uh, I'm just excited
1: to like see her on the big screen taking on like a massive role i think it's going to be a really big big deal when it's when it finally makes well but obviously it's only just been announced so it's not um we've got a little while um yet before we we see even anything on our on the screens um well i'll tell you what you must know a bit more about or maybe you are a bit more excited about them what about this adele itv show
0: well i was gonna gonna say you asked what i was up to this week what I wasn't up to was going to the palladium and watching Adele. Unfortunately, I think my ticket got lost. Oh, do um, so hear that, boss. I, And I, I'm devoed about it. I love Adele. Um, I was one of the people that I'd got tickets, and I don't know if it was her very last show she didn't do, or if there was a couple, but I was like going to the last night of a, of a show when, when someone performs the kind of thing, it's that they know it's, it's their finale. It's the last show. For yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I think you get a little bit more from it. Yeah. Um So I'd consciously got the very last show she was doing. And um then she, she wasn't well, was she? Do you remember? Uh, and she had to cancel. So this was a couple of years her ago. Her
1: voice or something. She her voice I've had gone. I think her
0: throat, throat or, or something yeah. had, had happened. Um And I mean, let's have it right. Adele, even with a sore throat, is going to still sound amazing. I'm sure. Fair. Um yeah. With a couple of lamzips inside her, she'd smash it. Yeah. Uh, but she cancelled, and uh, I was gutted about it. And um, I, I, I just, I, I love her. I love her, and I would have loved to have been there. And I can't wait to watch it. I think it's later this month on ITV, isn't it? An audience with,
1: yeah. They don't. You don't often get those audience withs anymore either. I think they're um, they're quite a quite a special thing. And I mean, the lineup of guests that I've seen. Uh, like uh, Emma Thompson and um, Naomi Campbell and that and Alan Carr obviously uh, her busy mate and Nick Grimshaw and that I mean I think it's I hope it's like one of the old classic ITV's audience whips do you know what I mean and to get to see like a proper side to her and um, and you know she's like I'm not the biggest fan but I do she is a funny character and I think I'd quite like to I'll be watching although it's actually on my birthday so maybe I won't be watching but I might watch on catch up
0: watch it on the hub yeah But I think you're so right. They them kind of shows remind me very much of growing up. They seem to be a lot more frequent than I remember. There always being an audience with you.
1: Yeah, I I I remember watching one with Diana Ross and like just all those like old greats. Like there was always like some kind of like big audience with, and it would always have like the cast of Coronation Street in the audience and
0: stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But what I love about Adele's not only is she probably one of the most amazing singers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. I th- her personality, she just she's funny. Uh, it she's funny, so I, I I could quite happily go and see her at the O2 or, or any arena, and she wouldn't even have to pick up her mic and sing. I would just watch her talk <laughs> because I just I just find her funny. I find her even though she's got all the success and she's the huge superstar. I think she still seems. Still like the girl next door, do you know what I mean? Is still... Very down to earth. Someone that you would go to Nando's with and chew the cud and share a perinase.
1: I'm sure she'd enjoy that. Well, how about we uh, chew the cud now and share the perinease with Sunita? <laughs> with
0: Sunita. Let's she's do it. Here. I wonder if Let's she's get a the girl in. like me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hello,
2: Sunita. Are you all right, babe? I'm all right. How are you?
0: <laughs> good, thank you. We can hear you, but we can't see you. Oh,
2: okay, hang on. Dun, dun, dun. Hey. hey. How's it going? Um, it's good. I'm just putting on my makeup for the show.
0: Gotta say you looking beautiful.
2: Thank you, darling. So are you?
0: <laughs> oh pleasure. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> how's
0: how how's it all
1: going? How tell us tell us tell us what you're up to?
2: So I am doing Chicago on tour. And can I tell you what? We're in hold this week. Mm-hmm. And we got a standing ovation last night like the audience the audience reaction has just been incredible it's it's it's, it's an emotional experience because i think people have missed live performances so much and we have this mm. amazing huge jazz band on stage with us as well and just the connection you know just hearing people laughing out loud big belly laughs and you know couples looking at each other nudging each other like if you get the jokes and it's 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 as much as they're watching us, we're watching them, enjoying it. So it's it, it's it's been amazing. And how are, are
0: you in the cast happy, I'm guessing, t- to be performing again and, and being able to, to go
2: ahead with it and tour with the show? Yes, so much because we were postponed twice. So, I mean, I don't know if you know, but it's the first time I've been on a theatrical stage in like more than 25 years. Oh, so wow. I was so nervous anyway and thinking you know can I still do this and what's going to be like and then each time it was postponed it was a mixture of relief and horror just thinking oh gosh I just gave myself up and now but then think okay thank god I've got more time but once we finally got out there and started doing it it's just it's the best feeling in the world I mean when you're an entertainer you you love being on stage it's just it's an indescribable feeling yeah.
1: Who are you playing?
2: I'm playing Mama Morton.
1: (laughs) So she is a very fab character in Chicago and you can kind of, everyone can kind of bring their own thing to her a bit, can't they? Like it's not like a a really set kind of determined thing. So what, what are you bringing to Mama
2: Morton? Well, I'm kind of trying to be... Um, sort of um, Ah. Fosse-esque slightly she's you know she's a bit of a fiend but she's a Mm -hmm. lovable fiend Um, but originally I did think of Mama Morton as a big sort of buxom strong black woman and I was thinking how do I fit that you know when I'm sort of petite like really tiny but it's about attitude Mm. it's about be, you know, like a small dog. You know how you get those yorkies, and they'll, boss, yucky,
1: they'll you you
0: <laughs> and yeah. I've got a yorkie. You couldn't be more right, Sunita. And my dog exactly. thinks she's a Doberman. <laughs> she's about the size of my foot, but thinks she's a Doberman.
2: Exactly, R- runs the place, and that—that's what I get to be. I'm the tiniest person on stage, but I get to run the place. So it's a lot of fun, and I never get these kind of roles. I've never been cast as the sort, the boss or the villain before. So it's—it's it's really juicy. It's great fun. Yeah. And is this something you'd like to continue
0: doing now? Like, say, you you haven't been on a stage in that sense for 25 years. Have you now got the bug for it?
2: Oh, my gosh. They have created a monster, recreated a monster. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm not leaving. I was supposed to leave after three months and I'm still here, like, you know, signed up for another. So, um, yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult for the next mamas because, let's just put it this way, if you hear of anyone sort of accidentally falling downstairs (laughs) or going missing, oops. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got you got friends in powerful places, don't you? <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell
0: us about your your Christmas single you're bringing out, Sonata.
2: Oh gosh, so I've recorded a track. It's called "I Won't Be Lonely This Christmas," and it's basically. You know, again, locked at Christmas last year and the Christmas before were disasters because everyone made plans. You know, we were separated from our families and our loved ones and our friends that so we couldn't go out. This Christmas is going to be different because whether we're traveling abroad or not, families are going to be together and we're going to be celebrating and enjoying and appreciating each other's. And that's really what The song's about, it's called I Won't Be Lonely This Christmas and it's catchy, it's got that sort of Motown, sort of Bob bopsy feel to it. And um, hopefully it's going to bring in the Christmas spirit.
0: Are we open for Christmas number
2: one? I mean, that would be amazing. (laughs) That would be amazing. But, you know, again, just to be making new music again is so exciting for me. I haven't, you know, it's just all, it's like, My whole life is restarting again. You know, I'm dating, I'm on stage, I have a new single. Yes, did you see me slip that in? I can't mention any names yet. I can't mention any names because it's very early days and you know I don't want to embarrass myself. You know, tomorrow he phones me and says I don't want to see you again. But so far, so good. Is this something you might know? Um actually in a kind of way, yes, but not in a not in a really obvious way. It's not someone everyone would know. Okay. And how many yeah. days is it? It's like six weeks. Like, oh, nice. should, shouldn't even really be mentioning it, should I? You know, we've got to see if it's going to go full term first, right? But are you
0: getting kind of them butterflies? You know, in the early days, I love them days where you go in on your first few dates, you get the butterflies, you're excited
2: when you get a text. I mean, everything. And you know what? You get excited when you don't get a text. But worse than that, the bit I don't like is you get upset when you don't get one. Yes. And you just sit there looking at your phone. And Thank I'm thinking, you, got you know, right? I feel like a teenager, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. When I was a teenager, we didn't even have mobile phones. There were no texts. <laughs> you either saw each other. You did. But now I wake up, and if there's not a text, I'm like, oh, you know. How <laughs> so, did you meet? <laughs> um, a dating agency, not a dating no. site. Um, although I did join a dating site for a little bit, but it didn't really sort of work out for me. So then this is like a being done by professional matchmakers.
0: Okay. Mm.
2: You might have to give me the details that hook
0: oh. me up, Senator.
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I'll be able to hook you up. Let's sort <laughs> me out first and then we'll move on to you, darling.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> babes. absolutely. So where did you take <laughs> you on your first date?
2: Um, we went to a little cafe. I can't even say anything in case he kills me. He might be like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I can't even say anything. But I'll tell you something else, something else that's interesting. I did a oh. show with the BBC called Womanhood. Yeah. Womanhood, and it comes out on B- B- BBC Two at nine PM. I think on the twenty sixth. If the twenty sixth is a Friday, mm-hmm. and it's a really crazy group of women. It's like Kirsty Walk. Do you know Kirsty Walk from Newsnight?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Her um, ch- uh, Jacqueline Gold. You know the lady who created yep. Anne Summers and Pleasure for women. Um, uh, uh, Susie Susie Raffel, the comedian. There's like Amazing. it's like this diverse group of women. We all live in this house together, and we we go through stuff. I can't say what we go through, but it's going to be on, um, yeah, on the Friday, Friday, twenty sixth at nine p.m. So can you imagine? I'm, I'm going to be on TV in a TV show. I'm in the theater, and I've got a single out, and I nearly have a boyfriend. It's kind of my year, isn't it? It's your yeah, year, girl.
0: Well, <laughs> i, I living the dream. <laughs> I've got to ask you guys, what do you think of the news of Simon Kerr kind of stepping back from his role for his new show of of being a judge? Do you know what? I
2: think it's about time. I mean, if you think about it, Simon's like just turning like, what, 61, 62? He has been working on a crazy schedule since he turned 40. Because if you think American Idol, he was just just entering his 40s, right? So he's been on that high power drive, ride, for nearly 20 years, yes. he's got this gorgeous little boy, his gorgeous partner, you know, he's fabulously wealthy, he's fabulously successful. I mean, if he's not going to kick back and enjoy it now, when, when do you do it? Do you wait until you're so old that actually you have no choice but to kick back? I, I think the best of times is now then. Yes. So I'm very happy.
1: Are you going to be involved in the show? Um, I'm not going line? to be
2: involved in this series because I'm still going to be doing this Um until uh, february um so the short the shorter answer to that is no but um you know i still think it's going to be great i think gary is going to be amazing he did great when he stepped into his shoes for x factor a few years ago um i'm so excited about craig david though and mabel um, it's, gonna be,
0: it's amazing isn't it that i i can't wait to see it I think we're all ready for a new show as well, you know. Yeah,
2: exactly. We need we need something, and then we just need Ryland to pop up somewhere. I miss Ryland. Don't you miss Ryland? Yeah.
1: You see him everywhere these days. Cineo. It's hard <laughs> to miss him. He's all over radio. Two. Is he
2: back? Oh, sorry. Well, maybe because I'm away. So I've left before he came back. And I'm thinking, where's Rylan? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think this new show is going to be really, really interesting. And maybe it'll be interesting, the fact that he's not on it, because we'll still be able to feel him on it. And then let's see how long it takes him to just kick Gary off and take the show back <gasps> did I say that
0: out loud <laughs> yeah. do you I think didn't mean this... to say that <laughs> no, you, we're, we're all friends here babe we're all friends here do, do you think this is Simon retiring from TV for good now Sunita
2: no I mean I don't I hope not but I do think that it's that thing it's like being in a relationship like simon doesn't need to be on tv does he and it's like when you if it's not going to be something that he really really wants to do and that he thinks he can be amazing bring his best to, then i think he shouldn't do it um yeah. and you know it's fun to be behind the scenes you know to own the show and be able to sort of say what happened but not to have to have the pressure of being the person on camera as well Because, I mean, for years, he's been doing like three jobs, you know, four jobs, because he's such a control freak. He would also be editing the shows. I don't know if people knew that. He'd be editing Mm. the shows as well. So, you know, that's not his job, really. But, you know, he's so hands on with everything that he was making everything his job.
0: So like you say, especially after 20 years of being on camera and being on so many shows and jetting from, the States back to the UK, that takes its toll
2: as well, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, how much do we all hate to have to do those long-haul flights? I mean, we like getting there. And unless you're going to get on the plane and treat it as the holiday starts now and have some drinks and, you know, party on the track. But you can't do that when you've got to get off the plane and go straight to a, a TV studio so it literally mm. is just relentless traveling having to be on your a game early. you know it's 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 not a lot of fun i mean even like being on tour it, it's it's there's a lot of responsibility you don't just get to rock up and do the show you've got to take care of your voice you've got to have early nights everyone else is having fun and you can't and he's had to be that disciplined mm you know, for for 20 years when he was already yeah. a grown, successful man because he was already a successful record executive. And you should be living the times of your life, not having to sort of stick to rigid timetables. But I mean, you know, it's done well for him. But I think, yeah, enjoy his life also while Eric is still little because the next thing you know, he's got a teenager who's off with his own friends. And, and if
1: then you never see them. Yeah,
2: yeah, and if he's missed all his childhood, I think he'd really regret that.
1: yeah. True. Well, Sunita, thank you so much for speaking to us uh, this evening. Thank I know you need to, you. to rush off. Yeah. So she's uh, getting ready. Best of luck with the show and everything you've got coming up. It sounds really thank exciting you. times for you.
0: Thank you so much. DM me your matchmakers <laughs> date hours as well, babes. And good I will. A new man. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, darling. Bye. Thank you, Sunita. <laughs> bye. You bye. Too. bye. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well,
1: looks like you've got yourself a, a date set up for 2021, at least, with, with the help of Sunita and her uh, dating agency.
0: Twenty twenty two, babes. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and I'll, I'm I'm an even number kind of boy. I've got not just because we're thinking that there's a there's a potential date with Sunita's matchmaker, here, but I've got a really good feeling about twenty twenty two. I think it's my year.
1: I think it's I, I I think you might be right, and I actually think it's going to be a lot of people's years after the, yes. the piece of shit last two years we've had anyway. So um, Hello. so yeah, right. Well, why don't we listen to um to your your Uh, interview with uh, Tan now and uh, come back at the end. Let's have a little
0: listen.
3: Hello. Hello Tan, you are right. Hi, I'm well, thank you, how are you?
0: Really good, thank you, really good. Thank you so much for joining me this evening.
3: No problem at all, how are you, how's the day going?
0: Really good, thank you, really good. Good. Even better for speaking with you, I've been looking forward to it and can I just, I love that we've both got our our big statement grey headboards behind us. Not gay at all. No, I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, Tans. So talk to me. I'm so interested in this project you're a part of. Tell me all about it.
3: So I was uh, asked by Lenovo uh, a couple of months ago to join uh, their kind council. And I get a lot of uh, requests to partner um, a a fair amount. And I say no to around about 95%. It's only if they really hook me with something that sounds interesting. So they asked if I would be the head of hope, which uh, sounded... Uh, interesting. I was like, okay, let's hear more about it. They are trying to create a kind of future, a kind of city of the future. Um, They are encouraging people to get involved and to partake and tell, uh, tell them what they think the founding principles of a kind future would look like. And then to really put that out there to governments across the world, to try and create kinder cities across the globe this isn't just us it's not just uk it's across the world so if you go to kindcity.com you can uh, you can actually become a citizen by simply answering the very simple question the kind city of the future is super simple love it and how can we all make our cities kinder I mean, there, this is, well, this is one of the things that I would like other people to, um, to suggest, but I'm, what, what I'm going to suggest is this. So go and uh, add your submissions. Anyone watching, go and have, add your submissions as to what you think a candidate kind of would look like. For me, it is uh, equity and equality treating people kindly regardless of their sexual orientation, their gender, their race. And none of those factors should matter. We should be kind to everybody. So uh, that's my thing that I'm throwing in the ring. And let's see what everybody else has to say.
0: I love that. And it's, it's so close to my heart. And I think now more than ever, being kind, it, like that, what we've all been through uh, as yeah. a weld, like the last 18 months, I just think that, and it, it's so sad that there still is... The, the toxic people and the the, the not so kind people. Shall yeah. we say. And I yeah. just think it's it, it makes people feel so much better to just to smile at and, and to be yeah. kind. And, and yeah. for me, I'm a, I'm a massive advocate for, especially on social media, when we get people that sit behind their no. computers and they want to troll people. And I'm like, gosh, isn't life hard enough for everyone? I especially know. now, rather than kind of trying to take take people down and make them feel bad
3: about themselves and and here's the thing Uh, what I say is we all think those negative things it doesn't mean you have to say everything that you think yeah you might not like those shoes I'm wearing yeah you might not like the way my hair is yeah you may not like that thing that I'm doing you know it's really easy to not comment it's really easy to be kind really easy
0: It's so true. And and I think we all have opinions. Uh, I'm very, and that's absolutely fine. But for me, I think when it crosses a line and especially some of the things you see on social media, it's just, it's not even an opinion. It's almost, it almost worries me that it's even someone's thought process, let alone the fact they then pick up their phone. I think, actually, I'm going to DM you or comment on your picture and let you know what's going on in my head. it's Uh just so strange how some people And I
3: always think do you how would you feel if somebody said that to you would you not be hurt by that we're all still people too definitely and I see that you you
0: um, suffered from the the hands of a troll um about your little boy being
3: accused what (laughs) did they say
0: that you would stole your boy
3: yeah so actually um trolling is daily in my world. Um, I I, I expect every day that somebody will say something disgusting. And it's usually a few people that will say something disgusting. However, it's not very often that I check my DMs. So I haven't looked at my DMs in three-ish years. My assistants do that. And that's wonderful. And they make sure that I'm not missing anything that I don't want to miss. Um, However, I was on a flight and I was bored. I was like, oh, go on. I'll see what's going on. And the first thing I saw and it was a reminder of why I don't look at my DMs, was somebody saying that uh, basically this can't be my child. I must have stolen my child from somebody else because neither my husband nor I are women. Um, And so, yes, those kind of comments I get often. However, uh, that one, uh, although it was mean, it made me laugh so I posted about it thinking, gosh, there really are some morons out there. And so it was more how stupid it was as opposed to me being wildly offended. I just thought you clearly don't understand what surrogacy is. You don't understand the laws in the US West, which is where I live, um, and where surrogacy is perfectly well regulated, um, it's perfectly legal. And so yeah, so that kind of comment, it, thankfully, at this point, I can usually laugh off most comments. However, if I didn't have such a thick skin, it could have really done some damage
0: absolutely and the worrying things that you could walk around a supermarket and that there's a percentage of people that even have that thought process or yeah. then views you know and you think gosh it's 2021 like yeah. how are we how are we still in this place like to I me know. it's so strange so do you as a whole like you say, because you don't really look at your dms do you do you not really see much trolling
3: i don't i um i mean every now and then so i check the press to see Uh, If they're being nice, and when I'm doing something that I'm I'm launching something soon, and when I look at those things uh, in the press, I will every now and then look at the comments to see how they responded, Um, and that's the only time I see uh, horrible comments, trolls. Um, But I think here's here's the thing: if I were in my twenties, and if I was single, and if I was desperate to live this famous life, I think I would view it very differently. I'm 38, I'm married, I've been married for 40, well, no, I've been with my husband 14 years, we've been married for 12 years, I've got a child. The, the, the thoughts that people have about me, I really couldn't care less. Yes, sometimes it's a bit painful, but I just think, gosh, what a sad little life you might lead that you might think that it's important to leave that comment. So really I feel pity for them, I don't feel hurt for myself. Do you ever wanna teach the trolls about kindness? I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to target them exactly. I want, and what I do for a living is I teach people to understand the humanity in everyone. I, I'm on a show called Queer Eye, that Queer Eye is, our main goal is to show that we can all get along if we just get to know the person, ask questions, be considerate, be kind. And so... Uh, I'm not necessarily trying to teach the trolls. I'm just trying to teach the average person. Kindness really is a choice.
0: And do you think even more so now you're a father, that it would be nice to kind of try and make the world a kind of place? I guess things change when you have a baby.
3: Yeah, um, so there's so much that I want for my child. I just, first and foremost, I want my child to not experience a lot of the things that I experienced as a child. I was raised uh, in a small town in South Yorkshire. Uh, There weren't a lot of Asian people. And so racism was uh, a constant in my life. And so I would love to get to the point where I've at least educated the world on who Pakistani people are, who immigrants are, who Muslims are. And so in 20 so years, when my child is in his twenties, he can say, okay, people aren't shocked by who I am. There's no reason to be, my dad did the work. He put in the work, he was willing to put in, uh, put up with the crap that he got from everyone. Um, Constant abuse, whether it be racist or homophobic or whatever else, he was willing to put up with it so I could live a better life. That's my goal for my child.
0: And like you say, Queer Eye, right, I think, completely shows kindness, trying to help people. I just think as a show, it, it it's and it's so hard nowadays to, to get such a lovely show. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. so often you see TV shows and you, know, you might see reality shows, people tearing each other down. or yeah. it, It's just a really lovely show, which, again, mm. is it, just spreading a positive and a kindness show. Is it something you love being a part of?
3: Yeah. So uh, we, the funny thing is you mentioned reality. We don't call ourselves a reality show. In the US, we call us just an unscripted show because um, a lot of the reality shows, they really are so heavily produced um, and people are just encouraged to fight because that was uh, in vogue up until a few years ago. That's what Got bombs on seats at home. What's this girl going to do to that girl? What's this guy going to do to that girl? Horrible. Um, I've never I've never been a fan of reality TV. I'm not interested in it at all. I don't love negativity. And so uh, being on a show like Queer Eye is beautiful. We were one of the very first shows that showed you can have positive programming that is wildly popular. This is, uh, Queer Eye is a mega show, a global phenomenon show. And yet we're never nasty to anyone. Ever. We will say, you definitely don't need those pants in your life. Let me make you feel better. Like those kind of things. But it's never, we're never mean to them. And I think that that's, uh, that's why the show is beautiful. And that's why I love being on the show. I just get to be there with my idiot castmates and have a laugh <laughs> and just be nice. It's, it's such an easy show. I don't know how people are on those reality shows where they have to be nasty to each other. It just, it blows my mind.
0: And how lovely for people going through... the the pandemic and where a lot of people was in lockdowns, not able to go to work and leave the house, to be able to to binge queer and and kind of just have something positive to watch when the world seems such a dark place, I think helped so many people.
3: Yeah, I would like to believe so. I did another show on Netflix called uh, Next in Fashion. It's a competition show. And so many people were shocked with how positive it was. They're like, you were never, ever nasty to people. And the contestants were never nasty to each other. Those things are conscious choices. They are conscious decisions we've made and they're the kind of shows I love doing. And so those kind of shows, I think, watch them during quarantine, watch them during your downtimes. They're going to make you feel better.
0: Tan, I wanted to ask you about this documentary you're doing with BBC. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me about it? Because it yeah. sounds fascinating.
3: Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's a documentary that is called Beauty and the Bleach. Um, it's about colorism. Um, it will hopefully come out a very early next year Um, I shot the London or the UK component sorry uh, a couple of weeks ago and then I shoot an American and Asian component um, within the next few weeks Um, and it is a, a documentary about Um, something that a lot of people don't know about, especially within the white community, there really isn't such a thing uh, as colorism or nowhere near as prevalent as it is in communities of color. So it's people treated differently within a community of color based on the shade of their skin. The darker they are, The less successful they're seen as being or potentially could be. Um, It affects marriage, it affects jobs, it affects status um, and this is a global thing and uh, we're talking about skin bleaching in this documentary a lot uh, where people go to extreme lengths to lighten up to try and be the most successful version of themselves. You know it's interesting we see the opposite version in the West where white folks want to get on a sunbed they want a gorgeous tan however in the brown community and black community they want they they so often want the reverse because they know what that means to them it means more than likely more success
0: and when you speak to people is is that their reason for for bleaching their skin and stuff is it because you're seen as a a more successful person or job opportunities
3: yeah a more desirable person and a more successful person almost every story um the reasoning comes to the reasoning comes down to i want to be seen as more desirable therefore i will be more successful and uh, throughout this documentary we're exploring is that a myth is it true that they will be more successful if they're lighter skinned um and i think that the audience is going to be interested to see what we come up with i think it's beautiful this documentary is fascinating
0: and I think it's amazing that you're shining a light on this because I generally, I never realised there was that many people doing it and feeling that way. But yeah. I wanted to ask, because I'm really intrigued, I know you're doing a UK component and one in the States. Is, yeah. it, is it very, even though we're the other side of the world, yeah. it, are people saying exactly the same thing, whether they're from the States
3: or the UK? So even though I was filming in the UK, I did a lot of Zoom, obviously with the way the world is right now, it's a little harder to travel. So I did a lot of Zoom calls with people all over the world. And it's the same situation all over the world. However, what the, the main difference is uh, in the West, people are doing it um under the, it's basically done under the table. It's done secretively. People will bleach their skin in secret and they won't really tell people because they know that they'll be judged for it. Whereas in the East, in places like South Asia, Far East Asia, Africa, um, and even South America, people are bleaching their skin um, very openly. The, in the West, we will have campaigns, billboards, adverts, whatever, um, about anti-aging. In the East or in other countries of color, they couldn't care us about that. It's all whiten up, whiten up, whiten up.
0: And what do you think, Tan? When it's the other way around and it's white people trying to make their skin darker?
3: I mean, to, to a certain extent, I just think, well, if it makes, if it brings you joy, it makes you feel more comfortable. So be it. Do I think that we need to change our skin colour to be seen as desirable or to feel beautiful? No. And there's one thing. I, uh, I one of the reasons I love the, the uh, this project that I'm doing with the Kind Council. I love that we're just saying be kind to everyone, including yourself. You get to be considered beautiful at any shade you naturally are. Why do you have to be darker or lighter in order to be seen as beautiful, in order to pe- have people treat you more kindly? And does it
0: matter if it, it's not perfect? Because again, thinking about it now, like say, even if someone was to have a spray tan, d- does that kind of fall into that category? It does. Uh, it's a yeah. version of
3: colorism, for sure it is. Colorism isn't just for people of color. It's all, it also does apply to uh, white people. However... The implications are very different. With people of colour, it affects their entire life, and it also plays into racism. With the white community, the ramifications are different. It is mostly for their physical appearance, not necessarily, will they get a better job? Will they be more successful? Will they marry? Will they have children that they're concerned about with their skin tone? None of that. The implications are usually superficial.
0: And so, how are you kind to yourself? What do you do to make yourself feel happy?
3: Um... I take as much, I've become really good at saying no to almost everything that comes my way. Um, I make it very clear. I don't have the bandwidth for that anymore. I want to stay at home. I want to see my child. And that—that that is how I'm kind to myself. Um, and I also, I do practice self-care, which I know is such a buzzy term. But on Queer Eye, we really did push for that three and a half years ago and it really became a thing um we uh, to be kind to yourself just take a moment out I watch I watch tv I'll watch a movie I'll I'll cook I'll bake um those are the things that make me feel happy so that's how I'm kind to myself
0: and what are your go-tos so so during quarantine if you was watching a little bit of Netflix what
3: was on the watch list Okay, uh, I'm going to say something that is controversial. I love Netflix so much. However, um, I was watching a little bit more HBO Max, and I don't know if you get that. Do you get HBO Max in the UK? No, right? I don't think so. Okay. No, I've heard about it. Okay, so HBO Max is a, a great streamer also. There, there used to be a network, or they are still a network, sorry. And they had a show called The Undoing, which I love so much. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's wicked. It's uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh, oh my gosh. Hugh Grant, fantastic. Um, and then Mare of Easttown and White Lotus, most recently. Love. Love so much. They were all on HBO Max. I also love Squid Game. Love Squid Game so much.
0: I think they aired on Sky, actually, in the UK. Talking ah. of Squid Games, I've not even got down that rabbit hole yet, literally. I-, I was on Instagram stories and I was just like, right, what can I watch? I'm at that stage where I think a lot of people, I feel like I've completed yeah. Netflix. And I was like, what do I watch? And everyone was like, squid games, squid games.
3: I put it off off for like a month. I was was shooting, so I I didn't have time to watch anything. And then everyone I knew in my life was like, I know it seems so hyped up. It became at that point the biggest um, show in Netflix history. Um, And they were like, it's not just a number. Like, watch it. Believe me, there's a reason why it's so good. And so my whole flight home from the UK to the US, it was a 13-hour flight. I got through the whole season. I only planned on watching two episodes and then I was going to sleep. But I was ho- it was so, so, so good. So good. Um, but truly, watch it if you can. I'm not just saying it because I work for Netflix. Watch it if you can, but also... In my opinion, if you don't enjoy Meravy's Town, something is wrong with you, Bobby. It is so good. <laughs> it is so good.
0: I'm definitely I've got to start it tonight, Mere of
3: East Town. Meravy's town. It it's best- at her best.
0: I, I, we love it. I, I feel like it's going to be a bit of me, and the fact that you've recommended it, I feel like
3: it's going to be a good one. I need to preface it by saying this: the first episode, you're going to think, "What was Tan talking about? This is a snooze fest." But well, as of episode, they're just setting the groundwork for you; they're laying the ground, they're laying the foundation. Then by episode two, you're hooked.
0: So you have just got to bear with it one, and it's going to get better.
3: Yes. And yes.
0: I wanted to ask, how is dad life? Like, n- now you're a father.
3: Um, gorgeous. I mean, exhausting. I, uh, I'm i not sleeping anywhere near as much as I want to sleep. Um, I used to live on nine hours sleep minimum. Like, I needed nine solid hours. And I would always take a nap in the daytime for about half an hour, 45 minutes, even on set. I'd be like, okay, is, is there a break for an hour? Yep, yeah, then I'm going to sleep 45 minutes. Can get me one ready to shoot. Um, whereas now... My whole life revolves around my child. It's beautiful. I love him so much. He's three and a half months old. And now the most exciting thing in my life isn't the Emmys. It's not this glam party here. It's, is he going to poop? <gasps> Yay, he pooped. That's it. That's my day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I, bet, I know it sounds probably a cliche and, and I've not got children yet, but yeah. I... I bet you see the world different. And I, and I guess that's why this whole project is so important to you, even more than it probably would have been a year ago, because I guess we all want the world to be a little bit kinder, but even more so. When you've got kids.
3: to be fair, um, uh, this is probably an unwise thing to say. I don't know if I would have joined the Kind Counsel for Novo last year. Cause I would have said, no, I'm busy. I've got this going on, that going on. I lo- I would have loved the idea and it so plays into what I do on Queer Eye. However, you're right, being a parent, dictates the, w- the way I see the world now and how differently I see the world. And I've become a lot more emotional uh, and a lot more concerned about the future, not my future, the future of the world. And so, uh, yeah, things that I do now are definitely for him as opposed to myself. I was a lot more selfish a year ago, that's for sure. And when it comes
0: to Queer Eye, are you currently filming a new series?
3: We wrapped on Queer Eye uh, at the very end of June. It's coming, que- here's the thing. I recently found out. They don't tell us when it's coming out. They usually will tell us about a month before because we're not good at keeping secrets. (laughs) However, they had to tell us recently because something's going, we're doing some press for it soon, early. But I'm not allowed to say when it's coming out. It's coming out soon though, really soon. And in my opinion, I'm not just saying it because it's uh, the new season. I swear to God, believe me, there has been seasons that I just think they're okay. They're not my favorite. This season is without a doubt the best American season. The Japanese season is the best we've ever done. The best we've ever done. But this American season, it's in Texas, is coming out very soon. Um, that one's wicked, wicked. Oh, I'm so excited for it. I
0: right. wanted to ask, what's it like off camera? Do you all get on? Are you like really close as friends?
3: Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. It's a question we get asked the most. I get asked that question at least five times a day. (laughs) Um, Because I think that people find it hard to believe that five randoms, like we were complete strangers, could get along so well. And especially because of what the show has achieved, you just expect that everyone's going to go their separate way and it's done. Um, However... We, I do not think that you can get a cast of five people of complete strangers to behave like this for so long. We are not actors, um, Anthony is an actor, but other than that, we are not actors. We don't know how, Um some of them are doing acting jobs and that's wonderful, but we are not trained actors. We, It's not sustainable to, to have it last as many years as it has, if it's not good. And we are all in a position where thankfully we ha- all have other work and in America, Pays a little different in America. It's not the same in the UK. Just is what it is. We could all bow out of this gracefully and be like, we don't get along. Let's not do it. We all still love it. And we've done, God, this, we've done seven seasons now. It's a long time yes, to yes. work with people you don't get along with. So, Absolutely. yes, we love each other very much. <laughs> I have definitely d- uh, certain relationships with certain uh, certain cast members that are a little bit different. And I'm a little closer because we do certain things that are very similar. I love them all so much, but Auntie and I don't drink alcohol and we don't really go to bars and clubs. And so, and I'm always in New York and he lives in New York. So me and him see each other the most. We're we're the most similar of the group. The others are a little wilder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what are your plans for the rest of the year, Tan?
3: Um, I go to LA so uh, I live between Salt Lake and LA and so I'm going to my LA home in a few days I'm gonna be there for a couple of weeks for a load of um, work to shoot the the rest of the documentary Um, I'm going to the UK at the end of November uh, for the British Fashion Awards which I'm so excited about and then I'm taking uh, December to spend time with my family which I'm really excited about oh amazing oh
0: thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me
3: Tan I know you're a busy man it's okay. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for being so lovely and so kind. I'm not just saying that because of the campaign. You were very, very kind and I so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much. And where can people go to suggest it? What's the website for it?
3: Yes. Kindcity.com. Please, even if you don't believe that it's possible, just dream that it's possible. Just add your suggestions as to what you think a kind city could look like. It, just, it could even be just a word. We really want to see if we can make this happen. Be kind to the future. Amen, babes. Amen. Oh, yeah.
0: thank you. Well, you take care, won't you?
3: Thank you so much. I will. Stay safe. Bye, sweetheart. You Bye. Too.
0: Love to the family. Bye, Tan. Thank you. Bye.
1: Such a lovely man. Such a nice man. And it sounds like he's, um, he, he was keen to chat. Happy to yeah. chat.
0: Literally, I, I could have I sat there all night talking to him. Bless him. Uh, yeah, really, really nice chat. Really nice guy.
1: And the same headboard thing. I'm obsessed.
0: I know. I mean, I've got the is in mind. I don't think he had the diamantes, but we've both gone for, for the quilted grey um headboard. Giant it's a sign, Yeah, it's a, it's a statement, <laughs> Ed Bold. And like you own, I think I got it in within about the first 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've got to make connections with guests, Bob. This is what we do, you know. Yeah, this is what similarities
0: we're good at. and all that. And everyone's <laughs> seen this headband. Now, the amount of people that have virtually been in bed with me is unbelievable. I mean, who would have thought I was you in bed with Sonita? <laughs> I- I've been in bed with Sunita and Town France in the same night I mean it ain't something you could say every evening do you know, what I know? on a cold me- November night
1: many people want to but they'll never get to say it you do <laughs> Um, Me and
0: Sunita. Uh, what a lovely chat she was. I love that whole show, babes.
1: Yeah, been a good show. Um, you got anything exciting coming up this week? And if you just say, Bob, you're going to go to the gym, I'm going <laughs> no, very disappointed
0: no. with you. No, because <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not that boy. I can't allow <laughs> myself to be that boy. Because uh, <laughs> we all know them boys. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, so I'm filming my finale episode of... Oh, the TOWIE uh, show. ...A really official after party. Um awesome. So yeah, that's I feel my finale this week. Um working at the weekend, just keeping busy, doing doing as much as I can before before Christmas comes. What yeah. about you, babe? Um, I mean, obviously you're in uh Seven Sisters for the next couple of days. <laughs> yes.
1: Um I'm I'm in the countryside and on the beach for the next couple of days, uh, back this weekend and
0: um and yeah, just and then Back to it, I guess. I know nothing. Maybe <laughs> by next week when we record, we might have seen the Coca-Cola advert. Well, keep. we'll have to keep an eye
1: out. And get, yeah, like you said, okay, it's those HTV driver crossed. shortages.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much.
1: Fabulous show. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next week, goodbye.
0: Bye, guys.